Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary, and I have to put a PSA out to the world, which is, is Meatball single? And I'm not talking about Adam Sandler's dog from the early 2000s. We're talking about Meatball from the uh, ABC show, The Bachelorette. We're talking about a little man named Meatball. Meatball, who actually looks like his name is Meatball, is the crazy thing. Uh, looks so, like my type is meatball in that case. <laughs> looks like I'm not a vegetarian in that case. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like my spaghetti plain. <laughs> I'm going to change my bio to I don't like my spaghetti plain. And then follow him and then see what happens. <laughs> not that this Devin is about and me. I, this is all to say Devin and I are going to talk about The Bachelorettes today. We have watched the first four episodes they have delivered um and you know the folks at abc they're not smarter than anyone they're just kids in a room who said what about if there's two bachelorettes and they didn't really do a lot of thinking or planning it doesn't look like you know the the new host is there i don't know his name he is as utterly forgettable as chris harrison it's like you know that ABBA song slipping through my fingers all the time. Like it's like <laughs> that's his name for me. Every week they say his name, and I every week it just goes right through like the folds of my brain. It like bounces off and like goes somewhere else. I don't know his name, and I never will. But he's the host is the comparison to the guys you see on a dating site where you're like, that's what girls should like, huh? Yeah, but I don't, and nobody but, but, does. But there's nothing. But somehow there's nothing there. It's like old. It's like why I don't like old movies, like old black and white movies. And it's just I'm like the guys aren't hot. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, this is just so nothing like it's no offense, Shakespeare. But it's like now that I've seen 10 things I hate about you, I don't want to watch the original <laughs> version. Like, I don't care. Also, the host is acting like they've never done anything as crazy as have two girls as the bachelorette. And all the guys are like, 
this is crazy. Obviously, we don't just expect. Obviously, this is unprecedented. And like, we just don't know where to really go from here. And like, yes, it's nerve wracking. And at the same time, you're like, this is kind of just like two girls entering a bar where there's guys. It's also proof of how like the patriarchy thinks it runs things, but it doesn't like the patriarchy created like girdles and corsets. But then like now we have Fenty because of women. It's like the patriarchy created the idea that like these two women bachelorettes would like hate each other and fight with each other and like yes. cat fight. And instead, Rachel and Gabby were like, we're actually best friends and we're just going to vent about how all the guys suck together and we're actually just going to support each other. So fuck all of you. So Rachel is like the tomboy. She's a pilot that comes up a lot. I also am like, okay, I guess maybe this is the patriarchy in me, but I'm like, in what sense? Like, is she driving like a jet blue, like New York? <laughs> That's to what I think I the exact same thing. I'm like, she's like, obviously I'm really invested with my career. And I'm like, but where does a pilot's career necessarily go? I mean, obviously it goes up, but right? I don't know. Like, does she do that? Like, but does she do that? Does she drive the jet blue from New York to LA? Like, or does she just because I feel like a lot of people say they're a pilot and it's like they like got their license and now they like drive a rinky dink thing around in the sky, but it's not like they're like, my life isn't in their hands. I'm also just like worried. I'm scared for her that she's a pilot. Like she's had to be around so many awful men for so long. I feel like that's one of those scary industries where you don't want to be a woman in it because there's so much like rampant sexual harassment. Maybe not. Maybe I maybe I have no idea. To be honest, I have no idea. I I I, haven't the slightest clue what goes on in the pilot industry. I will say that Rachel is her body is insane. She's so hot. She's so pretty. She's very good girl energy. And then we have Gabby who talks like this. Wait, Carolina, you sound exactly like her voice. Um, I had a lot of fun with the guys tonight, but I, I also think that there's a lot to be learned and I'm a little nervous. I'm not like the other bachelorettes, but I know I'm a good person. She talks like that. You sound exactly like her. That was the craziest impression I've ever heard. I feel like normally when we do impressions on the podcast, we're just kind of like Z-bop-a-day and then we're we're like, that was pretty good. And yours was was actually fierce. Wait. But wait, what is her job? I have to look this up because I'm like, what is she? Gabby Windy. She's like the first one that comes up. So I guess her job is famous at this point. But her real job, born in Illinois, is she works as an ICU nurse. That's right. Okay, so she's literally my favorite kind of person. She also won the Pop Warner Humanitarian Award for her service on the front line of the pandemic. Okay, It actually makes so much sense that she is an ICU nurse. ICU nurses, nurses in general, I'm obsessed with, but ICU nurses, or at least the ones that I dealt with when I was in the ICU, are really sweet, really like bubbly like she is in a good way, because that's exactly what you need when you're like at death's door is like someone to be in like a good mood around you and to be like, hey, and she's really gentle. And one of my favorite things about her that I think is so like endearing and cute is that she nods nervously, emphatically when people are talking, goes like, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like this. I'm like, you're just she seems to be a very kind person who's been through a lot and been through a lot of therapy, which we love. Um, So right away, I'm just going to say that Gabby goes on her first one on one date with Nate, a single dad who I think we're all rooting for. We are sincere. He's they're both goofy. She's kind of she talks like an Anna Faris character, like like from the house bunny, you know, like, oh, hi. 
Yeah. And she's really like dorky funny. When they go to Paris, she's like, ho, ho, we wait. I know. And she's like, I need a baguette like yesterday. (laughs) She's like, I need to get me one of them baguettes. She's literally in a beret. She's they get her in a beret. And she's like, I don't look that good. Yeah. She's like, I look like a baby or a chef. But also her Instagram and Twitter are really funny. Like she posted a picture for her birthday and it said like haters will say I'm old, but I'm about to pull a Benji button on (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And she she reposts like memes of herself. Like she's really I think she's like the Channing Tatum of the Bachelorette world. She has a sense of humor about herself. She's an exciting voice in comedy for us. She did. And I, I don't know if you had this reaction to Devin, but I was like. God, she's someone that Devin and I, if we were ever out at like a club or a bar, because we're always like the sober ones there. If like we run into that girl who's drunk, like I want to hang out with her. 1, like she's who we have fun with. But um, she also is just very emotionally smart. Nate is really dorky too, though. And watching them do jokes together was, I was like, wait, there is something here. There's like a vibe. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. But of course, because she has abandonment issues, she hooks up with this random hipster guy, Eric who has like oatmeal fur on his face and who honestly <laughs> looks like confused all the time. Like he, and she confesses on her dinner with Eric that she's estranged from her mother. And Eric looks at her as if she came up to him in the middle of a uh, Starbucks and told him that like, he's like, uh, sorry. He just stares and blankly ahead. Yeah. He looks like a mannequin, but because of trauma, I think that we see that she is leaning towards him. I have a feeling. I have a bad feeling that Eric is going to be one of the top contenders. I know. And the subtitle of this season needs to be because of trauma, because we know, like, I feel like I feel it coming that she's going to choose a guy who like fucks her over. And same with Rachel, where I'm like, come on, guys, like, please don't do this. But I think that's just what happens because of trauma. I think we all objectively can see who someone else should be with. And they always choose the wrong person. I know. And it's a lesson. It's a lesson. Like it's a lesson. Everything about it is a lesson. Because again, also, like, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like watching them feel rejected that like the guys aren't talking to them or the guys are intimidated by them. It's like, okay, wait, I relate so much to that. And also when Gabby and I think it's in episode three where she's like really upset because all the guys are like, we choose Rachel over you or we like without Hayden, a.k.a. my arch nemesis is like you're rough around the edges and she feels really bad about herself. But then she goes on a one on one date that's like really good. And then she has fun on the group date. And she's like, actually, things can turn around like that is online dating. Like you're like, OK, wait, yes. this person rejected me. This sucks. Like yes. this person ghosted me. That's awful. Like this person was mean to me. What? And then you have one good date and you're like, actually, I'm going to be married and have children and it's going to be fine. Like whatever. Totally. What Hayden said, who he's like the scary church boy who's an incel. Yeah, He said to Gabby while she, again, is nodding, being like, right, right. Talk. And he goes, you're goofy. You're bubbly. Uh, you're, you know, I want to say like a little rough around the edges. Um, but my morals align with Rachel. But I appreciate yeah. you. And then he says, what is the death now? So this all is he says, and you do look good tonight. Ew. As I'm if like, she was even questioning it. Fuck yourself. Like, oh, like I needed to hear that from you. Like you're a little like troll disgusting she's literally a revolve model like she's literally she could be in one of those models that wears dresses for a revolve and i would buy it wait that's so funny that that's a thing a revolve model yeah like those girls who like they're they don't look like catwalk models but they're just like those perfectly shaped women on revolve that's how i see them that's actually true yeah you're right then this other guy who looks like 
Tarzan, like a bleach blonde Tarzan, like the worst. Oh my God, and I forgot about that guy. He's the man worst of bum. All time. He goes, I think like, you know, you and I, we can joke around and be funny, but I don't know if we've had a connection. Honestly, if you were the only person here, I don't think I'd have the heart to continue because like we're out here trying to find the person for the rest of our fucking lives, right? Ooh. And again, she's just looking like trying to smile, going, right, 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 right. At this point, I have PTSD. I'm, you know, holding her hand through the screen. I can't believe she's going through this because it's this season because of trauma. Like you said, Devin, there are so many moments looking at them that I know they want to cry. And that is the hardest thing to see is like another woman looking like she's about to cry and try not to. And he goes, "Uh, well, anyway, obviously you're smoking. Well, shoot. Here's to find out who we're supposed to be with. Let's just go have fun. Again, you're like, fuck this guy, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. And then she does the amazing move where Rachel gives out her, like, rose for the evening. And um, Gabby's like, um, I'm not going to give a rose tonight. And everyone sits in silence. And she's like, so I think we could just say goodnight. <laughs> and um, <laughs> when this is what I do like about the two bachelorettes is that there's a lot of catch up. Like yeah. they get together being like, wait, what's that's going what on? That's what I love. It's th- that's like the element of Bachelor in Paradise that they have where it's like the yes. girls chat, the girls chat. Yeah. And and it's that feeling that I literally could. I would drink this feeling if I could, which is like having an experience with a guy you, and running to a girl to talk to her about it. Yeah. And being like, OK, wait, you need to know this about what just happened with me and this guy. That feeling is like my favorite. It's why you have roommates. It's why you have roommates. So you can come home and be like, okay, listen to what just fucking happened. My first Bumble day ever, I lived with two roommates. I remember I came home and no one was home. And I was like, this is robbery. Like, I'm being robbed of an experience (laughs) because I needed to come home and have girls sitting there so I could be like, listen, he was a magician. Um, (laughs) Listen, he was a magician. That's all you need to know. And he made me watch a video of a play about Shia LaBeouf for two and a half full (laughs) minutes. Two and a half full sounds like an oxymoron. It's actually not because it was full two and a half minutes of a video about Shia LaBeouf that I had to watch with this person. And then my favorite part is because I was like, wow, this is so how women communicate because people think we're dramatic, but we're actually very straightforward is Gabby saying to Rachel, Rachel going, oh my God, I can't believe you just went through that. Oh my God. And Gabby's like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I I just had a breakdown. Like (laughs) as casually. Yeah. It does bother me because I will say like in episode four, I feel like, Rachel kind of not that it can be compared, but she kind of reacts to like the men choosing Gabby's rose and then like the men not talking to her as if it's like comparable. And I'm like, no, these men like openly insulted Gabby. Like they didn't like, I don't know. I feel like Rachel is kind of, I'm like, there's so many guys who are like so great who are into you, Rachel. Like, I don't really see what the problem is. I don't know. They introduced a new rose ceremony type, which is when the guys go up, they actually have the choice to say no to Rachel or no to Gabby, depending on which girl they were into. Because the girls were like, fuck you, ABC. We're just going to do it our own way, actually, at the end of the day. Exactly. So they do that to Rachel three times in a row, again, because of trauma. So after Gabby felt rejected because guys were telling her that she was like rough around the edges and she had bad morals. Now Rachel is just literally saying, will you accept this rose? And guys going, no. No. One, two, three times. The worst part of this, weirdly, is that the host, nameless, could be Chris Harrison, could be his brother, could be his dad, walks in and takes every rose from For some Rachel. Reason. For that, some reason. That was ABC being an incel and being like, you're a bitch. I'm going to take this back. 
confiscating it in this dramatic, weird way. So now after Gabby feels rejected, now Rachel does. And honestly, there's a part of me, the really dark part of me that was like, maybe Gabby feels okay. Like it's a little bit better. But yes, given that I do feel bad for Rachel though, because when Gabby said like, yeah, I just went through that. Rachel was like, no, but mine's in public, which I do feel for her. I guess, but I'm just like, I don't know. She's just kind of, she overdoes it in episode four where I'm like, but you still, I guess maybe I'm just like bitter because I'm single and I'm like, wait, so like 10 guys want to date you though. I know. No, (laughs) she, she needs to get out of it. She needs to shake it off. It's been really hard. She also though, I will say Gabby is not awkward. Rachel seems awkward. The things she's said that have already shooken me. She was talking about her mom being estranged from her mom. And and she said, basically, you know, the hardest part is that I, I love my mom. You know, her mom wanted nothing to do with her. And she's like, the hardest part is that I love my mom so much, but it's helped me extend grace to other people. And it's helped me become who I am, which is really funny, which I'm like, okay, anyone talking about translating trauma to a sense of humor is okay in my book. They're literally my best friend and I want to be her best friend. I know. Exactly. I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We have an incel in the midst in Rachel's group, which is Hayden, the guy who said, rough around the edges. We were considering recording this episode before the most recent Bachelorette episode came out, but then we decided to wait. And I'm so glad we waited because this episode started and ended with a bang. And by bang, I mean incel having a meltdown. And I love to watch that. And I love to watch my hero, a.k.a. Meatball, a.k.a. the man that I hope they don't choose so I can DM him. Yeah. Saving the day. His name is Meatball. And his description is Meatball Enthusiast. (laughs) So there's that... He is really hot. He is. Honestly, I wish I could talk to him right now. If you're listening (laughs) and you know Meatball, 
please send a photo of him. <laughs> Have you me? seen this man? I mean, please send a photo of me to him. I don't need a photo of him. I'm already in. But send him a photo of me. Screenshot my Insta. Send it to Meatball. Put it in the DMs. Don't care about height. Don't care about anything. In this case. In most cases, listen, men with your bio that's like a uh, 6'3", if you care about that, I do care in your case. But Meatball, don't care. <laughs> don't care where you live, what you do, what your deal is. It's fine. So, yeah, it's... uh. It starts out the gate. Also, of course, it's this guy. Like, I'm like, wait, but you're not hot at all. You're like literally Southern Christian boy. And he does have I saw on his Instagram. He has an Instagram highlight about like prayer. And so, you know, he's a Republican. You know, know. they're better off without him. So it starts out with Hayden talking to the guys. And he's basically saying, like, these bitches don't hold a candle to my ex. Like, I would never marry them. You would be crazy to marry someone like that. Like, fuck these bitches. It's insane. It's like, dude, did he forget the cameras were there? Like, I'm so confused. I know. That was crazy. Because it's not like Love Island. It's like, even on Love Island, they don't say anything that bad. And they're being filmed 24-7. Like, he was like, I can't believe there's some people who are like, yeah, I'm really going to marry this girl. I was like, what are you doing here then? Yeah, you're so stupid. Um, I can't wait for the online shaming. I know he already posted an Instagram that was like, I really want to wholeheartedly apologize. Like I wasn't my best self. It's like, no, those are true. That's true colors type of shit. <laughs> Peeing the bed and getting drunk and d- drunk dialing someone. And that's not your best self. I'm that's like, okay, anything we've done, that's not really you. But calling women bitches and saying that you don't care about their well-being. That's like a true to your nature type of thing. So gross. I don't know how yeah. you grow out of that. Then we have him shaming them. Then we have the announcement that they're going to Paris, which at first I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are so fucking lucky. I'm so jealous. Usually they're like, we're going to Mexico. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But it's not like that exotic. And then by Paris, they mean they mean COVID super spreader. My waking nightmare. I actually (laughs) have had multiple nightmares of being on a cruise ship. Like it is my actual waking nightmare. And one of the nightmares I had, it was like the exact type of cruise is this where there's like a mall inside and they're like, there's a tattoo shop in here. And I'm like, this is my nightmare. Nightmare. Why is this happening? Why are they doing this? Like, I'm terrified. It's awful. It's horrifying. And I can't imagine the stenches that rock that boat. There's just people who are going to be killed on that thing. That's That's the thing about cruises. That's the thing about cruises. It's also when they're like describing it, Eric, the mullet guy, did use the word segregation <laughs> and then it quickly tried to teach it. He's like, we're on different floors. We're segregate. Uh, we're on uh, separate <laughs> floors. I was like, OK, looks like the mullet isn't ironic. <laughs> the uh, anti-vax moms in L.A. that sometimes all to drive myself crazy. Look at anti-vaxxers Instagram accounts. And there's this one L.A. fucking yoga teacher. She compares getting vaccinated to segregation. Yeah, that's tough. I don't think they require vaccination for the filming of The Bachelorette, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's a testing only situation, (laughs) to be honest. Meanwhile, while the guys are settling on their cruise ship, Rachel and Gabby have chosen one guy each to take to Paris to go on a one day date, which at this point, this is why it would be hard for me to be on The Bachelorette. I mean, otherwise, it'd be easy and I would do an amazing job and I want everyone to know that. And I'm sad they didn't pick me to be a contestant. But I wouldn't want to pick a random guy to be in Paris with for a day. I would want yeah. to go with Nate, someone I already knew I liked. 
Yeah. But she, they both go with one of the guys from their group. Um, Gabby, again, has fun. She gets her head measured for a beret. We love it. She's with this guy, Jason. And, you know, she says he's a man of few words, but he is just not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) He's barely talking to her. Okay, but here's the thing. I do think sometimes I have historically been attracted to a loud, verbose person. And I think that can be a red flag sometimes. It's funny, though, Devin, because I've been attracted to the guy who doesn't speak. And (laughs) we're just like, we can't win. We just can't win. Neither. The choice is neither. I do end up liking Jason because they talk about therapy work and trauma work. He's like, have you ever heard of inner child work? I was like, okay, those are literally literally, that's my kink. That's my kink. Exactly. I was like, okay, that's my fetish. Um, just learn what my fetish is, but I've never come across it before because that's how terrible men are. I've never once had a man like bring up a therapy thing to me that I like am aware of. Oh, it would be so nice to date someone in therapy. Oh I know God. a lot of men do put it on their hinge, which I appreciate. Like, I think they know that we look for that and they'll put like my therapist, blah, 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 this. And I'm like, what? Because there's a prompt on hinge that says my therapist would say blank. And so a lot of men will put like my therapist would say that I'm like her best customer. And I'm like, OK, but I put as a joke that I shouldn't have fired her. And so many men responded. were like, same here, like crying, laughing emoji. And I was like, no, it's not no, scary when I'm- I do it. OK, I don't have testosterone. I don't have like the most dangerous hormone in my body. So no. But also, I think that the fact that this guy seems so much better than the rest of the guys just because he's like not saying much is just how low the bar is. But I did think that they were cute and I thought that he seemed really genuine, which I like. He did seem genuine and you could tell it affected him when she said that she was estranged from her mom rather than Eric who looked like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. He was like watching an episode of The Office that he had seen already. Like I also loved that she called Hayden a punk ass bitch on the date. She swears so much unconsciously and it makes me so ha- it just makes me love her all the more. And he said in therapy talk, he's like, well, he's just projecting his own insecurities onto you, which I was like, OK, again, you're trying. You to are get in my pants. Like, please just leave me alone at this point. I'm already betrothed to meatball. So please leave me alone. <laughs> I have my meatball baby. Yes. And then Rachel, again, is like awkwardly with this guy Tino whose name is he's hot and his name is really hot and I think that he has a future even though he might be a secret con artist in my humble opinion but she's just so awkward like she's like I don't like you and he's like I gotta make you like me there's just something so different between like weird fake flirting like that and real flirting like when Gabby is laughing really hard with one of the guys I know and also why were Rachel and Tino talking about love like it's a horror movie like they kept going back and forth being like yeah and it's really scary no it's terrifying no trying to love again is really scary no it's actually <laughs> horrifying it's terrifying and i was like guys it's really not that bad it be that like, way i've definitely been scorned a million times and i'm not that scared like i'm, I'm just like okay so i guess i'll try again yeah <laughs> like wait what's going on also i do have to say about the end of gabby's date that when she like makes out with jason on the fucking cruise ship disgusting but she does have chronic makeout face where like as soon as she kisses someone her whole mouth is like bright red and she like looks like she does right you know since she like has like smudged lipstick um and then she just goes to the testimonial with the smudged makeup and she's like i'm having a really good time yes and we're like we can see that we can see that (laughs) you can see that babe 
So then they go to Rachel's group date and she her group date is literally like smelling men's arm. It's it's the weirdest it's literally thing. smelling a men's I'm armpit. like, why can't she have a normal fun? Like Gabby's group date was the men like boxing for her, also known as the hottest thing I've ever seen and just reminds me of Mark Wahlberg and the fighter and is also my fetish in addition to therapy. So what? And then Gabby's is like this weird thing. And then the first guy that went for the challenge, it was like, you have to like go flirt with her. And I was like, I the he challenge, did by the way, was a, a couple that teaches the art of seduction or the art of romance. And so it was this really creepy couple that looks like they swing a lot and in a weird, random, like living room in like uh, France, creepy warehouse, like porn. Yes, backdrop. it was like a creepy warehouse vibe. And they were um, having the guys like seduce her. So guys were like going up and like trying to dance with her and stuff. It quickly veered into all of the guys shirtless, her blindfolded, smelling their armpits. And I will say when she smelled meatballs armpit, they said she looked like she was going to throw up. I don't care about that meatball. If you're listening, I don't care about that. I but will still also be funny with you. Because one guy, one of the guys um, who actually is really hot is shirtless, looking despondent. Like he looks like full of despair. And he just goes, yeah, uh, just trying to make this day as special as possible. <laughs> like, also, the first guy, they were like, he's so weird. Like he put his arm around her. But I'm like, what would you have done if someone was like, go flirt with a girl in front of everyone? Like he just felt die. awkward and didn't know what to do. It's not his fault. I literally thought when I was watching that, I thought if I was the bachelorette, which I should be, and the bachelorette producer said, this is your date, I would say, no, it's not. I would rather go and get coffee. Exactly. Why can't we just go to a fucking I don't want blue to bottle? Do this. Is blue bottle closed? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> also, remember, you did actually like submit an application to be bachelorette. Yes, we did on this show. <laughs> Nothing ever happened. Wait, Carolina, take a minute. Check your spam. Check your promotions folder. Check your social check inbox. Voicemails. Check your accidentally deleted. Maybe you accidentally archived the message. I uh, my favorite part of that application was Devin <laughs> saying like <laughs> I that I had to build up that like travel a lot for work, struggling to balance a fast moving <laughs> career with a love life. You were like, you want the obstacle. You want that to be a conversation down the line. Yeah. Well, I will say that I do love Rachel. No shade. Okay, not to be the guy I told you about at the wedding that was rude to me and then said no shade, but no shade to Rachel. I do think you would be a better foil to Gabby. You guys would be making jokes together. You would be yes anding each other. Like Rachel emotionally yes ands Gabby, but she doesn't comedically yes and Gabby. And so I think that's what's missing. She also said something that did really bother me, um, which was that when Gabby came to her being like, all of these guys, like, yeah, I, hey, I just had a breakdown. Like, all these guys, like, don't like me. And they said I was, like, rough around the edges, all this stuff. Rachel, this is before the guys turned her down at the rose ceremony. She goes, yeah, I mean, no, it's so hard because I didn't, I haven't gone through anything like you've just experienced. So I don't even have anything to compare it to. Oh, my God. And I'm like, why are you trying to be that girl right now? She's clearly insecure and it's annoying, but also, <laughs> but also I she's will really, say she's clearly insecure and it's fucking pathetic. It's fucking annoying to me. Stop. No kidding. But I will say that last week she had a sucky date too, which is that the guy from Queer Eye is like, okay, you guys are going to a movie premiere. Like, and they're like, oh my God, wait, what? And then the movie is called me and you. And it's just a slideshow of their home videos. And I'm like, wait, why would you want to do that? Like no one would want to do that. They clearly wish that it was like, okay, Surprise, you get to see the Top Gun fucking <laughs> remake premiere 
that's the surprise. And instead, it's fucking his videos of him wearing like a soccer jersey when he's five. And she doesn't even know him. It's like, it's amazing. I honestly was like, why are you crying? Like, I don't know if I would. He cried because his mom made him a video being like, I love you. I hope you have fun on this journey. And we miss you so much. And he cries. And I'm like, are you are, another question? Are you OK? Are you OK? And is she OK? Why are you both? It would sobbing? be so funny if he was like, that's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like I get why they cry on Survivor when they show like the home videos, because it's like they're literally on the verge of death and they like are starving to death. You guys have been there for like three weeks. Like I haven't talked to my mom in three weeks many times and I'm fine. Like it's so strange. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Because of trauma, this all comes down to the incel we mentioned before, Hayden. This is what it really all comes down to. We have obviously some precursors. You know, a guy is going to abandon Rachel yet again in the next episode. And and let's let's say that I think Hayden might have been one of the guys chosen because the guys that Rachel really wanted were left behind. That's that's fair. That's fair. Because I, I don't think she wanted to choose someone who told Gabby she was rough around the edges. But she was running out of roses. You know, nameless host kept stealing them from her. But anyway... Hayden sits down with her and says he wants to show her something really special. And it's a looks like a kid's book of a dog. He's like, this is Rambo. I want to introduce you to someone really special. This is Rambo. And um, I'm about to laugh only because you guys know me. You know that dogs are my life, but it's so weird. And, and you can see her struggle with being like, whoa, what's happening? He's like, Rambo has brain cancer. And he walks through Rambo's <laughs> medical history, this adorable golden retriever. <laughs> Okay, and, and also known as a stock photo off Getty Images, but it does, it does look uh, suspiciously like a stock photo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this dog 
is about as real as my nose. <laughs> this dog, this dog doesn't exist. Also, this is this is reeking of like this one experience I had. Remember how last week Aiden said like when you're on Raya, it, it like automatically you're a tryhard because like you just like went through so much to apply and get on this app. Right. That reminds me of this where I'm like, okay, it's already try hard that you had this book printed from like a fucking service that's advertised on Instagram to like make a book of your photos. Like the fact that you did that, that you bought a stuffed animal duck at a store, ran it through a puddle and brought that with you. And then you ripped off its fucking duck foot so that you could put it in your pocket. We should explain that he brought his dog's toy with him. This is psychotic, the amount of effort that had to go into this. And it also is like, could you not have done if you're going through that much effort, you couldn't have made the book look a little less fake. It's pretty interesting. And he goes into like really intense medical history where she's going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And then basically implies that the dog has two months to live and says, like, I just want to tell you that. He doesn't imply that. that. He says that. He says the dog has two months to live. (laughs) He implies. He implies by saying the dog has two months to live and and uses that as like this weird emotional manipulation saying like, so, you know, I'm really here for you. Meanwhile, he had just taken back an apology. Like he's been talking shit about these girls on camera so much. Even when he talks about telling Gabby that she's rough around the edges, he goes, well, she thought that was mean that I said that. But like, that's the way she describes herself. So maybe you don't fucking describe yourself that way. Yeah. Like he's just a turd. So the best part is that meatball comes in he rolls in leaving some sauce in his wake but wait let me just say before we go there let me just say that first i'm like okay you're saying the dog has two months to live i feel like he thinks that's the same thing as being like the joe latrulio character and being like i have a kid back home so i'm obviously taking this seriously but it's like the thing has two months to live and the show is two months long and you left the dog like that's actually really fucked up he's like his head is caved in and he has two months to live and i'm like so then you should be back home with him so i'm like that's bad enough then he takes out, he's like, this is his cancer duck. And it's like the one thing that gets him through. I'm like, so you took the cancer duck. <laughs> so now the dog is sitting at home in a crate with a caved in head with no cancer duck because of you. So actually something's really deeply wrong with you. Like if, if a guy came on the show and was like, I have a kid that has two months left to live, we'd be like, oh, you're a monster then. Like go be with the kid. Why are you fucking going on dates where you smell armpits? Like just go <laughs> be, go take care of the dog. It probably can't even go to the bathroom by itself. And you're there with its only lifeblood, which is its fucking duck, and you stole and ripped off its foot, like, this dog is being tortured. It's also amazing because Tino, who's 10 times hotter than Hayden, comes in and is like, can I grab Rachel first? Oh, second? my God. I forgot about and this. And she goes, oh, my gosh. Of co- Hi. Okay. And Hayden looks like someone just flashed him in church. He's like, <laughs> I did not expect. I did not like how Rachel reacted to us being interrupted. I just told her all this stuff about my dog. Whitney Cummings is a joke about this, but it's like men and women react to trauma so differently. Like even the sweet, quiet guy, Jason, who was on the date with Gabby, he's talking about his trauma of like quitting tennis. And she's talking like her mom who won't speak to her. And so Hayden thinks he just like confessed his heart and soul. He was talking about his dog to Rachel. She probably didn't know how to react because he was so strange and was giving her a dog toy. So Meatball finally comes to the, save the day and he tells her 
stuff that we didn't even know. Like Hayden was comparing your your breasts. He was like something to do with breasts, um, with his ex girlfriends, and he said you can't trust these bitches and all this stuff. And I do like this about Rachel is she can pull herself together really quickly. Right. You can see that about her. Like when she kicks guys out, which this is the second time she's had to kick someone out. She's like, excuse me, what are you doing here? Yeah. And so she pulls <laughs> the best thing. She pulls Hayden aside and goes, do you know why I'm talking to you? And he goes, I would assume it would have to be about Rambo. His that dog. <laughs> moment. That's one of those incomparable reality TV moments where you're just like, oh, you just caught someone <laughs> being the most fucked up version of themselves. It was It's also so fun to see as I think one of the beauties of reality TV is how you can read people and see how clearly they're lying. And she's like, I heard you compared me to your ex-girlfriend. He's like, uh, no, no, I, I did not do that. No, I, I did not do that. No, I did not do that. I know. Also, like. It is so enraging and, like, relatable. When she says, like, I can't believe you, like, don't know what I'm about to talk to. Like, I related so much to that from relationships where you're like, wait, you don't even know what the problem is. Okay. Also, the things that I, exactly like you said, like, him acting like this is this trauma. Again, no shade. Sorry to quote an asshole who said no shade to me. But, again, no shade to, (laughs) of course, like, I've lost pets and it's traumatizing. But... But actually, I wouldn't say it's traumatizing. I would say it's like deeply it's very, upsetting. It's deeply sad. And it's grief and sad. it's loss, but it is not traumatizing. And the thing that men, the things that men have like talked down to me about, like me over, quote unquote, overreacting to, like feeling unsafe, like in an abandoned street and being like, okay, I'm sure you were really unsafe. And then the things that men to me have acted like were traumatizing. I probably. It's upsetting like will never be able to work through my rage on that issue. <laughs> it's really <laughs> upsetting. It really is. It really is. There's also a great moment where when she's kicking him out, she says, can I walk you out? And I was like, where? We're on a cruise ship. But yeah. they're in a port. And when he's off the ship, he's sitting on the curb and he looks to camera and he says, Rachel, I hope you find someone who loves you as much as my dog Rambo loves me. And that's when I was like, it's time for you to go. I'm glad you're going now. I was a little worried he was going to stay on as the villain. And I was like, I can't have you around anymore. Yeah. No. And also, I don't even think he deserved to walk out. I think she should have just been like, please walk away. Bye. Yeah, I agree. I think they should have put one of those plywood boards out like they did on pirate ships and just have (laughs) him walk off the edge. Yeah. Can I walk you out? Well, hopefully we will keep doing many episodes. We'll, We'll recap the beautiful series. I really hope I'm a little worried. Rachel's going to leave the show. I think it's very likely she seems on verge of it. And the cliffhanger is that Logan is like, I don't actually like Rachel, but I'm staying to be with Gabby, which is like fucked up, which I love that he acts like is like a valiant thing. Like he's like, I'm going to like speak my truth. Like Fortune I have to be truthful. The bold. Yeah. In the meantime, and I'm like, you're like, wait, you're, disgusting. But you're just lying, but you're actually just lying. Okay. I know he was like, I feel bad. I feel like a bad guy. But well, you are like, bad. Yeah. <laughs> it usually means you're bad. I'm just Googling Meatball the Bachelorette. <laughs> While Devin does that, thank you so much for tuning in this week to True Romance. We will keep you updated on the Bachelorette and we can't wait to keep discussing. I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. I want true romance, it's true.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.